You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I am Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser like Razor. <gasps> spooky season is upon us. <laughs> Do you know what's spooky? What is the fucking bugs in the in your in your podcast machinery? Yeah, we've had a uh, we've had a tough start. Yeah, we've had unexpected arrivals. We've had <laughs> all kinds of things. Dogs going are barking. On. Laptops aren't working. That's because it's spooky season. Spooky season. Speaking of, we're going out this weekend. What are you going as? Slutty Angel. Nice. Don't call me Angel. You ain't got no angel of mine. Ma, ma, ma. Whoa. Doesn't make sense. That was a good remix. I don't even know the lyrics to that song. That's it. Well, pretty much it. And what are you wearing? Also, the lyrics to Don't Call Me Angel make no sense. Like, we're Charlie's Angels. Don't call me Angel. Wait, but you're called Charlie's... You're Angels. But don't call me Angel. Yeah, you're right. That is a strange really song. But me. I do like the ding a ling a ling a ling a ding 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 ding. I am going as a slutty ghost. Okay. So, so we're both from the same realm. We are. I was <laughs> concerned about this year because I obviously went incredibly hard last year, full on. Well, you were just essentially a gigging drag queen I last was. year. I was. So I just was very, I was still worn out from it. And then I jokingly said to podcast nemesis Michael, oh, I don't know, like a slutty ghost. And then I was like, yeah, just a sheet. <laughs> My ghost. Oh my God, I'm going to sing that to you all night. <laughs> I've been going to the river to pray. Is that conservative MP Ella Henderson? <laughs> I believe that is. Tory MP. <laughs> Tory MP. Okay, well, I'm excited. I am. I'm a little nervous. Halloween's always a bit of a... Like, not because I'm scared of the spookiness, but just because it's always quite intense. So, well, we've uh, got, well, on the itinerary, we've got an early drinks yeah. at our friend's house, but they do live in WeHo. I'm concerned you're going to try and make me go for a drink in WeHo, like, summer bar. You're you're nervous about the club night that we've got tickets to being too busy, and yet you're like, oh, no, but WeHo, let's go for a couple <laughs> of drinks. That's the nightmare. This is Future Fraser. In a shock twist, Ben got his own way, and we didn't go out in WeHo. Goodbye. You need to take that little witch finger that you're pointing at me <laughs> and retract that immediately. No, I know, I know. There's a lot going on, but There's a lot. This town. Do you know what? Hollywood's my <laughs> playground. <laughs> but my theory is there's so many nights on on yeah. Saturday night that I'm hoping that yeah. dilutes the other ones. Fine. I think I just need to not enter that particular club night stone cold sober that's when i will just leave okay surprise guest teddy who's sitting in the audience tonight is lending me a gold handbag to go with my angel look oh that's good i might request that song on saturday no please don't but i'm not going to request ghost by ella henderson (laughs) my ghost please do (laughs) we're also nervous about a potential surprise performance from sam smith and kim petrus (laughs) that song why don't you hear it it ain't going nowhere. Shall we do some feedback? Yes. Okay, first up, we have, well, do you know what? Our pal Zachary Adam on Instagram, he's been in a wee night out in Glasgow. He was in the Polo Lounge. Oh. And I said, please give us a rundown of what's going on there tonight. It was a Tuesday night. He said, hi, was traveling around the UK, heard of it, and went to Glasgow to see Robbie Williams. I know we aren't supposed to stand men, but I can't give it up. We'll let it slip. We all have our weaknesses. (laughs) But Robbie Williams. I know. Awful. Singing in the back. (laughs) That is the worst song ever. Glasgow was great. Everyone is so nice. True. That's why you had to leave. So I had to leave. I was <laughs> I was booted out. I went on a Monday, Tuesday, so it felt like things were kind of slow. Went to Delmonica's, that's a gay bar. Bartenders were great and talkative, but the bar is bright. Don't remember that. Sorry, um, name that. What's the name? Delmonica's. Delmonica's. Monica's. D-E-L, separate word. No, nope, all one word. What? Like the man from Del Monte. Ah, but Mon- no, it's Monica's. Del Monica's. <laughs> what? <I don't> <laughs> After the show... 
Wait, what show? Oh, Robbie Williams. Yeah. I went to Polo Lounge, and a Polo Lounge is the venue. It's like the gay club. It's got, it's a gorgeous building with pillars and cornicing. Great. Polo Lounge. <laughs> it looked like the main floor was closed. But wait a minute. There was a, now he's written a cabernet room. Oh. With some queens doing hocus pocus drag. I you think he means cabaret. cabaret. Not, yeah. Well, I do like the idea of a cabernet, cabernet room. room. I know. I really roll my eyes at you saying the word cornicing, by the way. I really need to know that was definitely caught by me. Don't worry. Then when I headed downstairs, it hit me as an elder queer that everyone was a child. Yeah, that often happens there. Mm. But in general, in Glasgow, people like aesthetically age up, I would say. (laughs) Music was of the 2010 Red One collection. Gaga, Rihanna, Kesha and Nikki. Great. Great time. Wish it was more Uh, camp. Sugar babes. But I don't know about Red. Oh, (laughs) You know which song I'm talking about. Scrubbed off Spotify. (laughs) Uh, Met some great people as the night went on and hoped to come back again. See below for this random neon sign in the club. The neon sign says, smile, laugh, talk, drink, dance, eat ass. Oh. At the club. Okay. And then he sent us a picture with a question. Why are these urinals so close? And it's two urinals in a bathroom urinals sorry urinals <laughs> which is which again in the uk and us uh, urinal is a uk urinal is here oh, God, i've lost it <laughs> and there's just these two urinals very close together full of piss <laughs> but i gotta hand it to gotta hand it have a look at that That's Ooh, a cl- but look at the bathroom lovely do you know what marble tile <laughs> i love you but <laughs> there's no corners thing in that picture but the tiling is lovely you can, but you can tell it's a classy join yeah that must be the toilets off of the, the Cabernet room. Yeah, the Cabernet room. Thank you, Zachary Adam. Always appreciate people yeah. going out in Glasgow or Norwich. Yeah, please. Know? I need I need someone to, I need a loyal listener to go out in Norwich and give a report on the loft. The, the lack of cornicing? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely no cornicing in the loft. Right. Well, there is you... a replica of an aeroplane, which I talk about every time. Yeah, we know. So speaking of Norwich, we had a bit of feedback from my mum's episode when I told the story about my friend Elisa... Uh, kissing that guy for a free kebab. Oh, yeah. And then my mum implied that she'd done more for that kebab, which was quite rude. And uh, this is Elisa's rebuttal to Laurie York. How rude, Laurie York. I was only 17. A kebab was a kebab. I was so in love with Sengiz. He sent me a picture of a rose on a Nokia phone, which blew my mind. And I got some free chips. I actually don't like kebabs in those days. All I can think of is the rose on the Nokia phone. <laughs> I know that pixelated rose. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. there we go love it and then i just need you to know that i was texting with uh call listener charlie earlier and this was the response that she gave to me so i said what's the goss she didn't respond for two and a half hours so i was like oh i wonder what the goss is she said soz babes just been having dinner with tesco and kelly brook hun whoa (laughs) charlie does work in in magazines so it makes sense that she's been at a press dinner but i just like that she just said just been at dinner with tesco and kelly brook Kelly Brook? Forgot about Kelly How do we explain Brooke. Kelly Brook to a US listener? Kind of like a, a Jenny McCarthy. Yes. Yes. But much, but much more boring. And I do think believes in vaccines. I hope so. I've Although if you told me Kelly Brook was an anti-vaxxer, I wouldn't be that surprised. No. I'll ask Charlie if she talked about it at the Tesco launch. I've genuinely forgotten about Kelly Brook though. We've also had our friend JR. He is an American who lived in London, who now lives in LA. Yes. As we explained at a bar the other week didn't we when someone was like are you australian we're like no so he's just sent us a picture privately of some fish and chips we're using the term very loosely i mean there's there's fish involved in potatoes but i'm not seeing a fish or chip yeah to be seen in that picture i mean and there's some tartar sauce and what's that we've got some ketchup we've got a lemon what's the other one so I'd say the whole thing is anemic. It would be the word I would use yeah, for it. Yeah, and those chips, those are those are not no. fish and chip chips. Okay, so he nothing's he, been fried in like a ton of deep fat, like mm, you know, a whole foot of deep fat oil. Right, and he got it from Connie and Ted's and WeHo. He said WeHo has everything. He's always trying to get us to buy into WeHo. We're not. <laughs> but I'm just going to look and see how much that cost. Batter dipped cod tartar sauce chips. How much do you think? Uh, eight ninety five. Are you fucking kidding me? Serious, <laughs> serious answer. Well, fish and chips are really cheap in the UK. They're like five pounds. I know, but and this then is we we ho- ho- Okay, fine. At uh, $12. $26. <laughs> JR, you're a fool. And also, <laughs> it's not as if like, 
I could imagine going to an utterly fucking gorgeous pub in the UK and everyone's like, the fish and chips are really expensive, but they're amazing. And you're paying for that corner thing. Yeah, you pay for that corner thing and you get it and you're like, this is worth it. <laughs> that is not worth $26. With this exchange rate? I mean, yeah, it's literally £26. Pretty much. JR, you're a fool. Fool. <laughs> He, he gets to our episodes eventually. We'll we'll hear about this in, in a couple of months' time. He'll be really angry that we talked about this. In 18 months' time, <laughs> <Yeah>. maybe. <laughs> and as ever, in every episode, we are going to have a British topic and an American topic and translate the British or American equivalent. Ben is up first with our British topic. I don't know what it is. What is it, babes? What do you got for me? Well... Do you know what? Nope. I've, be, I've, been what? Reading, I've been reading recently. Oh, you have? I'm a little bookworm at times. Mm. I read a certain book and it's by a certain lady and that lady is Mel C. Oh my God. Melanie Chisholm, aka Sporty Spice. Chisholm. She's my topic. Chisholm. 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 <laughs> Don't think I've ever said her full name out loud before. Melanie Chisholm. Chisholm. Yeah. Chisholm. 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 Mm. <laughs> That's our topic for today. Oh my goodness. I know. Okay, let me do a quick Never bio. be the same again. <laughs> Not the beginning, it's just the end. No, Me- that's the wrong word. Melanie Jane Chisholm. How do you think Jane, Jane. spelt? <laughs> J-A-Y-N-E. Yes. Like Jane Middlemiss. You got it. <laughs> so she was born back in the day. Whatever. She's now 48. We love her. She's Sporty Spice. <laughs> she joined the Spice Girls, what, 94? They were big. We loved them. But when we do <laughs> when we do a solo spice, we don't we don't go near the spice because we can't. No, there's too it's it's too much. Oh, oh. oh uh, <laughs> something fan built to last. I slipped up there. I, I guess, guess we're running out of time too fast. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah. have we ever done Spice Girls episodes? Actual oh, Spice Girls episodes. I have no idea anymore. We haven't. We need to do Spice World the movie. Really. We need to do Spice World the movie, and we need to do the Spice Girls VHS. Yeah, I actually think we've done. I think we're only we done? we're only left uh, Mel B after this. I know, which is crazy. <laughs> okay, so um, here's the thing with Mel C. She started uh, releasing solo music in 1998, but just to give you a bit of bit of business at the top, she is the biggest selling solo Spice. Okay, and she's got some. Like some really intense stats about her. Okay. Now some of them are a little bit matrixy, but just bear with me. <laughs> okay. Right. She's co-written eleven UK number ones, more than any other female artist in chart history. Oh. She remains the only female performer to top the charts as a solo artist as part of a duo, quartet, and quintet. So there's just a lot going on what? there. Yeah. She's she's. Oh, the so is that? So that's her by herself. Her with left eye and then her with the who's the trio and then Did, no no trio no so then the spice girls okay yeah. so she's one two three okay yeah okay. one 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 two four five right it's kind and of a then stretch to make the two part of that isn't it she's got like a million yeah she's received she's got more number ones she's the female artist with most number ones most songs at number one in the uk ranking history what yeah <laughs> that's wild it's really wild isn't it yeah, I think it's because I don't have as much of a a kind of a, a passion for her solo music as I do some of the other gals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I guess some of these songs I'm very aware of them, but they're not necessarily the the cornerstone of my life. Such as you know, not such an innocent girl or <laughs> maybe free me. Bud, or free me. Oh my god. <laughs> Still need to get that on streaming. Bag it up, all the goodies. <laughs> Although, quick retrospective, how did you feel about Mel in Spice Girls? I mean, I, there was a lot of things I didn't resonate with. Football. I know, sport. Sport. <laughs> Trackies. Trackies, yeah. yeah. I like that she could do a backflip. Yeah, I, I was think I, like, I think I've really grown to love her more as a as an adult. I think I'm going to circle back to that because she yeah. was never my favourite either. Right. Okay, 1998. First solo single. I think it's a single that Laura York would be very into. Baby, when you're gone. Oh my god! I see. See, I'd already blocked out this song because I was like, I was like, oh, what was her first song? Oh my god! Baby, when you're gone, when you're gone, feels like I'm in love. So in love. To be fair, though, objectively, this is a very good song. Yes, it's very catchy. It's very well written. Yeah, it's just. 
feels like it's there's something this song was so big that it's it's up there with like because it's got a male vocal on it it's almost got like a dancing in the moonlight oh um, combined with like it's a little bit maybe I- like a wet 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 kind of vibe like it's giving me the ick of those two kind of songs it's also giving me a little ammo to love yes <laughs> well i mean come on don't 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 tar that with the same brush. Right, I love right. I love. Now you said it was a big hit. It was. So it was with Brian Adams, but it only got to number three. What? I know. I felt like it was a very omnipresent song of that year. You felt like it was lovers all around. Where where where? Yes. Number one. For exactly. 15 weeks. And dancing with the moonlight. They're real like. They're like a UK shop song, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. So that was her first official. Although it was a duet, really. But that was her first foray. Oh, so that was another duet. Oh, no, because that wasn't the number one. No. Ignore me. So 1999, she properly went solo. And she released her first solo single, Going Down. What? Yeah. I don't even remember how that goes. You don't? That was when she was basically like punky. Okay, I'll play 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 a little bit. Play it for me. Play it for me. Okay, we've wow. just played a bit of going down to phrase that you don't remember that song. I feel like it's been completely, this is like one of those things where the file's been erased. This it, is like that Elton John Christmas song that I didn't hear until I was an, an adult and people were like, uh, this is as big as like Jingle Bells. Okay, I don't even know which one you're talking about. Well, now I can't, I don't know either because I can't ever remember it. Okay, There's well, like an Elton John Christmas song that everyone at this one job I did, I think decided to like group gaslight me into, <sighs> I think they just made it up and I was like, I've never heard this song before. Oh my God, the UK and Christmas, <laughs> tale as old as time. Okay, so that was going down, very punky. Right. It got to number four mm. and then it got a bit wintry, so she released her next single, Northern Star. Well, I do remember Northern Star. Now, why do you remember Northern Star? Is there something you want? What's she wearing in the video? Is that always oh, where she's got the short bleached hair? Well, yeah, this whole period was short bleached right, hair. Right, right. I do. I think I do remember that first song now. It's all kind of, now I'm remembering the hair. Mm-hmm. It was like bleached hair that was kind of wet look and slicked back, but kind of scrunched up a little bit mm-hmm. with a lot of black eyeliner. Mm-hmm. Nose ring? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but then she did it. <laughs> well, then she did R&B. <laughs> well, she she got that duet, that she did. number one duet, Never Be the Same Again. Now, how do you feel about this song? Because I, I could also imagine you not really liking it. Well, this falls into that sweet spot of when, <laughs> of something we've discussed many a time on the show, and it's when... My family got Sky TV. <laughs> so this came, this came out just at that period of time where I had all of the music channels. So I was like, you know, MTV, MTV Hits, The Box, uh, all of the, especially The Box. So this feels very that era to me. So I think I just love it because of that. It remi- The video especially just reminds me of, yeah, The Box and watching it over and over again because it was played all the fucking time. Is she is she like meditating? They're kind of doing floating. like a, it's almost like a, oh, tai, chi. tai Chi, which is again, very off the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember those those combat pants? Yes. They're, they're doing those ones that are kind of flapping open at the sides. Or is it just like the front and the back of a trouser? All I know is I'm thinking of the ones that also have like a golden dragon up the side. <laughs> Jennifer Addison was really in the, into them. And they were by a brand called Maharayashi or something. Ooh. There was some really questionable dragon motifs uh, happening in that period of time, wasn't yeah. there? I had a a black vest from Top Man that had a, a bejeweled dragon on the front of it and it was all a little questionable. I definitely had a like a short sleeve shirt from Burton's menswear yeah. <laughs> with a gold dragon if on I it. Could team, yeah, if I could team like a, a combat trouser with my dragon sleeveless vest, it was a real, that was a look. Looking good. God, I wish I'd had more, I wish I'd had more belief in myself in those days because I think I did look good now look, I'm looking back on it, but uh, you know. I wish I just kept all these clothes. I mean, I wouldn't even be able to look at those clothes anymore. I was like five foot and like one stone. Oh, okay. <laughs> so never be the same again. It's a good song. It is. And also it's not one of those songs. So Lisa Left Eye's in it. It's not one of those songs you're like, that sound, that doesn't sound good. Like that doesn't, that's not a match made in heaven. It yeah. just works. Well, I wonder, not to derail this too much, but I wonder if we could just ask the audience if they have heard if, if this song ever made it to America. Okay. okay, so we've just played an excerpt of it to our US listener, uh, viewer in the audience. Heard Teddy. that before? I don't think I have heard it before, but it's, it's really beautiful. Oh, oh really beautiful, beautiful. And gorgeous were the words by Teddy. Wow. Okay. Imagine 
if that was someone's first dance. I don't know why I suddenly thought I, of that. I can imagine it. <laughs> and then someone actually doing the rap. Oh, no, I have an awful thing of like a, a white person doing that rap. Yeah, of course. Like yeah. a wedding singer doing, yeah. <laughs> doing both parts herself. Mm. A white woman. <laughs> <laughs> Things will never, never be, be the same, same again. again. Oh my God. Wait a minute. Are we back at? I think we. How do we solve a problem like Maria? Yeah, and the search for the next Dorothy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that we was never been the same again. That. And then she did, she got another number one with "I Turn I to turn You." I Turn to You. Now, how do you feel about this song? I turn to disliked this song at the time yeah and i have now as a an adult i have grown to really appreciate this song i think it's really fun i think it's fun i i'm the same i so she was doing a very much like an ibiza vibe ibiza dance for this vibe. song yes. and we'll we'll circle back to that because do you know what that might be slightly in sporty's dna yeah <laughs> okay so that was the first album it did very well yeah so then i'm just gonna flip through some other things please because a lot of the rest, I was like, what is this? 2007, she did a cover of I Want Candy. Not great. <laughs> 2012, she famously did a duet with Emma. Well, we know, we know what that duet was. I know him so well. Okay. Because 2019, Spice Girls, four of them went on tour, did massive stadium tours in the UK. Yeah. They would look fantastic. We did not go, but no. we'll go to future ones, whatever. But... She had a bit of an epiphany doing these. And then she did some yeah. touring with Sync the Pink. And that's when she realized, she's like, oh, wait a minute. The Spice Girls are a huge deal. They've inspired a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm incredibly proud of it. Because the whole solo years, she was a bit like, I don't really want to be a Spice yeah. Girl. She was trying to be a very serious recording artist. Yes. But Unlike the- some of her other gals, <laughs> Jerry. Um, Treat them like a lady. <laughs> Who's wearing the trousers now? You are, Jerry. We get it. Women can wear trousers. Pants. Oh, rainbow woman. But she really came to terms with being sporty. Yeah. And then she seemed to love it. And I think she she says in her book in particular, going on tour with Sink the Pink that year and doing a lot of pride. She's like, oh, I get it now. Right. And I've really inspired a lot of people. And coming back to what we were saying about she was never our favorite Spice Girl. She's actually very important because if you look at the lineup of the Spice Girls, she was less stereotypically feminine in quotation marks. So she gave a completely different genre of, of girl, as it were. And I think that's incredibly important to a lot of people and it powered a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Well, there was a lot less nuance about just not being feminine or being more masculine. So she just kind of got painted in there, really boxed into kind of a lesbian box, didn't she? For basically most, especially her solo career. That's what everyone just was like, oh, she's a lesbian now. Yeah. It's like, she actually, she isn't, but she's also fine with that. You know, it's just, yeah. I think the conversation has, has changed and yeah. She's just really cool now. Yeah. She in, during lockdown, she did two big live streams where she sat with all like her Spice Girls merchandise and she brought in on like Skype or whatever, Zoom, the writers of a lot of the Spice Girls songs and they just talked through everything and they, she took questions from the audience and she was just on such good form. Very <laughs> proud of her. That year, well actually, was it 2019, 2020? Anyway, she released her, what do you call it when it's her actual name? Eponymous? Synonymous? Anonymous? I think it's, I think it's eponymous. Eponymous album called Melanie C. And this album has a great song on it called In and Out of Love. I go in and out of love, never get enough. I keep going in and out of love, trying to get higher. In and out of love. Do you know that song? I Yes, I think you played that song to I me, actually. I in and out of love. That, that beginning bit did have a, a... It does have a, a light air in a good way of... Bring it back. Sing it back. It's kind of got that same vibe in a good way. Well, anyway, she released that album and it did really well. And it's just like she's properly worked out who she is, what's going on. She loves being a Spice Girl. She wants to do more Spice Girl shows. She's in great form. So the book I read, Autobiography, it's it's fine. I think I just knew a lot of the stuff already because I've watched endless interviews with her and podcasts. And I feel like we're like, from back in the day, we're like 20 different Spice Girls autobiographies deep, aren't we? Yeah. Hasn't Jerry released like 20 at this point? 
two or three. Actually, I think in an interview, someone was like to to Mel C, like, oh, so, you know, why now? And she's like, well, all the other girls have um, released (laughs) at least one. So... I think Mel B's had a a handful as well, hasn't she? And she said that Mel B helped her write the book, helped her remember certain things. Right. Which I thought was quite funny. Well, yeah, because the others, some of the others they wrote there's like Jerry's... Jerry's and Victoria's, I remember, came out like really not that far after the Spice Girls stuff. So yeah. I feel like she's really had to dig into the archives to remember some of that stuff. Totally. So she's been in great form. Also, um, this year, she DJed at Glastonbury. <laughs> now, I watched the footage of this and I was like, yes, this <laughs> makes this is like... Ibiza Mel C. It made total sense. Yeah. She played a great dance remix of Spice Up Your Life. She's wearing trackies, jumping up and down. She was amazing. Trackies. Trackies. <laughs> Oof. Even even her presence couldn't get me to a Glastonbury. What a nightmare. I know. What a nightmare. Imagine being, imagine if you got to go to a celebrity's wedding. Right. A UK celebrity's <laughs> wedding and they were good mates with Mel C and Mel C did a DJ yeah, set. That, that's, that sounds more my speed. Yeah. <laughs> she also is like, in terms of her aesthetic now, she's still very much sporty, but she's doing like sporty luxe. Yeah. So I watched some really cool interviews where she walked on to, to set to do the interview and she's wearing like gorgeous satin looking sportswear, like off one <laughs> shoulder and then with a heel. Yeah. And she just looks so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm just I'm very proud of her. Who would you who would you go to see at Glastonbury? I want to know like weighing up the hell of Glastonbury versus no someone one. you'd want to see. Is there anyone that would get you there? No one, because anyone I want to see, whether it was a Spice Girls Girls Reunion, Charlie XCX, <laughs> right, 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 I would right. just enough. go see them separately. Kylie, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm just thinking if there was no other way. I think I'd still choose to not go. Yeah, we're not going. <laughs> um, also, what's cool about Mel, she just sort of, sort of seems to do whatever she wants and does passion projects. I looked online and she's doing a, a dance show at Sadler's Wells in January. She's part of a contemporary <laughs> dance show. Sadler well, Sadler's, Sadler's Wells. Sadler's Wells. Oh my God. Where is that? That's in like Bloomsbury, isn't it? I don't know. I've never, I never I feel been. like I've been there for some, for some kind of reason. I feel like I've seen a show at Sadler Wells. Wells. Sadler's Wells? Sadler Wells. How many Wells is that? Is it Sadler's plural? How many Wells? Sadlers? Hmm. Who knows? I'm just going to have a little drink of wine. Excuse um, me. I've got a question for you. Have you ever met Mel C? No, I have only met one Spice Girl. Emma. And that was Emma. Yeah. So my she's my only Spice Girl meeting. I've met Mel C twice. Oh. Well, actually three times if you include the meet and greet in 1998, but let's not include that. <laughs> Met her twice. She came on one show I was working on and it, it was it was like a match game blankety blank type thing. And she was just very on it and very good, very nice. But then something weird happened at the end. Uh-oh. So in the green room, I can't remember who it was, but one of the other celebrities was like that that kind of boxer guy from about ten years ago. I can't remember who it was. But this Chris kind of, Eubanks? <laughs> <laughs> no, 10 years ago, not 30 years ago. And, um, I was going to say Lenny Henry. Who am I trying to think of? Lennox Lewis is what I was going to oh, say. Oh, maybe name. it was Lennox. Is it Lennox Lewis? No, Lennox no. Lewis was even older than okay. he's like Chris Eubanks. Anyway, era. some boxer, okay? Right. And I do. I, I really do know who you mean. I just you know, yeah. yeah. I cannot put my finger so on it. So we're at Pinewood, okay, just to set the okay. scene. And we're in the green room afterwards. Everyone's having a drink. And the boxer was saying goodbye. And he, and he said, oh, um... Bye, Mel. Good to see you. Just so you know, oh, um, you're looking so fit. You weren't good. You weren't looking good at all before, but now you're fit. Ugh. And me and Mel were both standing there. We both just kind of went, uh, and it was such a weird, gross moment. Ugh. I know. Men. Ugh. The worst. Tigs. So that leads us to the big question. Who is the US equivalent of Mel C? Who do you think? Hmm. Um, I've got a weird theory. Well, you sprung this on me, so go on. Okay. Okay, so it needs to be someone iconic. Yes. Lovable. Will always be famous, but kind of from a very specific time. Okay. But someone, and someone who appeals to the gays, but also someone still working. For some reason, my mind went to Elizabeth Berkeley. I don't know why I thought of her. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. But just think of the... (laughs) Like, the feel of what's going on there. Are you saying that Buffy, sporty? There you go. A lot of, a lot of high kicks from Buffy. Mm-hmm. Athletic. <laughs> hmm. Well, have you got something better? Because you can't critique unless you've got something better. 
Okay. I was about to say, I'm not ready to co-sign this, but I'd I'd like to think about it. Okay. No, I meant like for days. I know. Okay, so we'll we'll pencil this in for now. Yeah, let's do this as a a heavy pencil. Heavy pencil. Not not pen yet. (laughs) Okay. Heavy pencil is that the US equivalent (laughs) of Mel C is SMG Sarah Michelle Geller. You're welcome. This is Future Fraser. I just wanted to point out here that our audience member, Teddy, thinks that the American equivalent of Mel C is Gwen Stefani. Saying sporty, used to be in a band, has done lots of collaborations. Still relevant, over time will always be famous. Interesting. Interesting. Not as likable. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, especially now with the whole Blake Shelton. Yeah. Okay. I think right. Mel C probably has more awareness. Yeah, I think so. But who, do you do you think's, who do you think's richer? Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. For sure. Yeah, because she's got like US TV money after doing the like the voice and all that shit. But the Spice Girls, the number of, number of records they mm. sold and Mel C's written every single one of them. Yeah, okay, I was very much wrong. It looked like Mel C's <laughs> worth $30 million and Gwen Stefani's worth $160 million. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. You're welcome. You're welcome. And we're back. Okay, we just did our UK topic, which was Mel C, aka Sporty Spice. But by the way, we're also doing at the moment Drag Race UK recaps. Yes. Just on the pod chopper, look for Drag Race recap. Is that what it is? <laughs> yes. Oh my God, never remember. <laughs> but on this week's episode, Mel B is on. Yes. Prosecco Pundit got in touch. Hi, girlies. Today's question is Mel B is the guest judge. Mel B is the guest judge in Drag Race UK this week. And it's unique for a celebrity to be known as name and initial. Do you reckon that if there was only one Melanie in the Spice Girls, would they be known monomiously as Mel? Or oh. would we use their last name? Well, yeah. I think we would have used their last name. Yeah. Wait, if there was only one Mel in the yeah. Spice Girls? It wouldn't be Mel B and Mel C. It would be, we, it would be like we say Jerry Halliwell. You'd say Melanie Brown. Yeah, but you'd say just Jerry. Victoria. <laughs> Emma. Mel. Mel. Well, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. I didn't think... Yeah, that, that makes more sense. But do you know, for a brief moment, there was another Mel that there was. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine if the other Mel also was like Mel B or Mel C. So it'd be like Mel B2. Mel, Mel B A. Yeah. <laughs> Mel Ma. Mel Ka. Right. We've done our UK topic. Oh, and if you want to do feedback, just do get in touch on Instagram, all the things. Please email us as well and do written reviews. What is our US topic for today, Fraser? Well, I'm going to take us on a very quick and breezy trip with uh, no stressful incidents and nothing bad happening to the lovely Californian mountain town of Mammoth, Mammoth Lakes. Lovely. So I just took a trip there last weekend mm-hmm. and I went to a wedding and we had a lovely time. Now, how far away from LA? Let's just geography wise, <laughs> geography wise, can you locate us? So it's a town in Mono County, California. It is at an elevation of 7,880 feet. We will talk about that 2, fucking elevation. 2,400 meters. We will talk about that elevation. It's very important that we get to. But it's, I think it's about a six-hour drive from Los Angeles. I think that's about right. Is a five-hour drive from Los but, Angeles. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that also comes into play with something I need to talk about but, later. But north. We're going yeah, north. So, yeah, I think it's about a five-hour, four-and-a-half, five-hour drive north of LA. So yeah. kind of on the way to San Francisco, but somewhere kind of in the middle. So we went for a wedding. Uh, the, the poor grooms uh, at this wedding had a full wedding itinerary. But because of the weather that happened at the last minute, we were basically meant to go up in the like cable cars and they were going to get married at the top of the mountain. And then the reception was like halfway down. There's basically like three stops of their wedding that was going to happen. And basically two days before their wedding, the weather was so bad that they couldn't run the cable cars and they had to change, completely change their wedding venue and like do everything completely differently at the last minute. So was it, co- it felt like I felt so bad for them, but they pulled it off. Was it completely changed? And did anyone at the wedding like holding a glass of wine say, actually, do you know what? I think it's better this way. I think they've done really well. This, you know, this has actually worked that, out better. There was definitely that kind of vibe. There was a good camaraderie about it actually, yeah, because, because you kind of had to. 
But I just personally really enjoyed after the heat wave that we've just been through being in like minus temperatures. It was really exciting. My companion was not so excited about it and I've literally never heard him complain so much about being cold. It was really? crazy. Yeah. Fucking hell. I don't want to ever see him in those conditions again. It was it was too much. What temp are we talking? Um, I think in Celsius we got down to like minus five oh, at one point, I think. That's cold. Yeah, it was really cold. Was there snow? <laughs> Yeah, there was snow on top of the mountain. Got it. And like very windy. It was it was quite intense. Okay. That was kind of the, we basically had a, the night before the wedding. Mm-hmm. And this is where we're going to talk about the altitude. Okay? okay, cool. So I didn't notice anything different. Everyone's always like, oh, altitude this, altitude that. I was like, whatever, you guys can't handle life. We, on that first night, I had a ginger margarita, one drink. And then I had a, not even a pint of beer. It was like one of those American weird glasses that gives you like, I'd say maybe half a pint of like a lager, a light beer. And also those American glasses, which would not do well in the UK, they, they don't fill them to the top. No. So it was a non-full half pint of like light beer. Yeah. So for me, that's like, that would be like a glass of water's equivalent of what I've just had. I woke up in the morning on Saturday morning and I had a headache and a hangover so bad that I felt like it was like the day after my birthday or something. Wow. Like a pounding headache. I was like completely dry mouth. I wanted to like throw up. I wanted to die. And this is the Mm. night before the wedding. What was the venue for the night before the wedding? It was this, this bar in the, you know, the, in the village bit. The plaza bit. Yeah. There's like, in the the plaza. plaza. The plaza. Wait a minute. What's that bar? Is it like the one kind of gastry bar thing? Yes. 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 I can't remember the name of anything in Mammoth. It's all a weird altitude blur. Yeah. But it was really nice. They had like the outside area and then we like arrived and we had some pizza and like, they Talk, do do good pizza yeah, there. Pizza. So just just to flag, I went there in February <laughs> with Pockets Nemesis Michael and went skiing and yeah, we had lots of fun. Right. That was when I knew things were starting to go awry was that day that I woke up. And then basically I also didn't sleep on the first night. And then the next day at the wedding... There was a lot of chat about how no one got any sleep on Friday night because of the altitude. Now, can we talk accommodation? <laughs> I was staying in the Mammoth Mountain Inn. Oh. The one like up by the by the cable cars, like where the cable cars go up the mountain. Yeah. I was in that hotel. Okay. Where did you stay? We stayed at the one beside the pizza place. Right. In there, the village. Yeah. There's basically two yes. things you stay at. Yes. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> okay. Altitude wise, I'm going to back you up on this. Yeah. Because... When we were there, didn't notice, didn't notice. And then there was the day where the first day I go skiing and we're trudging to the the lift in like ski boots and everything. And I got there and I was like, oh my God, yeah, I think I'm ill. <laughs> right. I think I've got like a disease because I'm sort of breath. I think there's something wrong with my lungs. And I was like, hang on a minute. The altitude. Pesky little altitude. Also, how was your skin? Dry as a bone. Exactly. <laughs> my Arid. lips, my skin, my throat. Arid. Yeah. I, I, there was one point where we arrived at breakfast and just because it was so windy, the tiny walk from our building to the main building, I was so wind whipped. And so like I arrived like, <gasps> like I couldn't breathe at like the, at the dining place. And I was like, <sighs> and these people that obviously are acclimatized were just like, oh, whatever. Mm. I did hear someone use the term microclimate at the hotel, which really annoyed me as well. He's like, oh, yeah, we just have like a microclimate up here. Where was everyone coming from for the wedding? Because a lot of people from San Francisco go there. Yeah. That, no, well, I mean, yeah, there was there was a lot of people from San Francisco, actually, now you've said that. Um, yeah, it was, it was a mixture. Someone had come all the way from Australia for the wedding. Hmm. Which is wild. I had a good time. Nice. Drank a few, a few more wines on the Saturday. I had to drink, I had to stop and keep drinking water, which was really annoying. And yeah. Uh, by the way, just before you tell us about the main part of your story, which is the <laughs> journey home, I need to tell you about my journey there when I went. Okay. Have I talked about this in the podcast before? No. We drove up there, um, made great time. We're in a Jeep, not my Jeep, another Jeep. We decided to go to a hot spring. There was snow. We go off the road in this massive Jeep. We're like, oh, there's a, there's a car down there in front of us. Wait a minute, that car's stuck. Oh, we should probably go back, go to turn the Jeep. We get stuck. We're stuck in snow for maybe three and a half, four hours. Okay. Digging out the digging out the Jeep. Wow. Meanwhile, other cars were coming down the track. We're like, no, go back. And they would start to turn. We're like, no, reverse back. <laughs> so it became a whole thing. Well, that feels like it might be the theme of Mammoth Lakes and Uh-oh. the journey. Now, we've not okay. seen each other this week. I received... I checked him. I knew you'd had a bit of a rough journey back down the mountain, yep. as it were. I checked in with you on Monday and you sent me like tech. Each, each text was like a chapter 
of your journey back. <laughs> and every time one went, one came through, I, I genuinely went, oh, fuck. <laughs> so yeah. what happened? It was, it, was, it was one of the weirdest and darkest uh, journeys of my life. So we packed up from Mammoth at 8.30 in the morning. On Sunday. On Sunday. Right. And... Oh my god, I'm uh, we already stressed. <laughs> set off and we got to Bish- Wait a minute. The morning after the wedding. Yeah. What time did you get to bed? What when I got home, what from the wedding? Yeah. Oh well, we like it it was over really early. Amer- um, American everyone was it was America like America times altitude equals like literally fair. the wedding was like done by nine and everyone was done. Okay, like, fair. There was an after party that happened which me and Bordeaux didn't go to. Okay. We actually went back and watched uh Absolutely Fabulous in bed. <laughs> um so basically, so we set off at 8.30. We drove an hour away from Mammoth to this very small town called Bishop. Now, Bishop is a town that's going to forever be burnt into my mind. For this reason, we arrived, we stopped to get petrol, translation, gas. And when Bordeaux went to switch his car back on, it said, key not detected, and the car wouldn't start. So it turns out I was the person loading the car yeah. uh, while he was just taking the dog for a wee. And... Turns out that somehow he had turned the car on and somehow I had dropped the key to the car after he'd turned the car on. Yeah. Now we're still not, neither of, us, neither of us are still quite sure how this happened. It could have been at the hotel or maybe when we stopped for coffee. Altitude. Because I went in to get coffee and he stayed in the car with it running. But essentially what happened is we got stuck in a town called Bishop and his car wouldn't start. I can't do all of the details because it's still just too much and it's too boring and it's too stressful, but... Essentially what happened is, because uh, it was a Sunday, there was, he called his roadside assistants. They sent a locksmith. The locksmith arrived. So we were like, oh, it's all going to be solved. The locksmith arrived. He's like, oh, this kind of key I can't do anything about because he just lived in this tiny town. He's like, no, you need to get your car towed to a dealership where they can like give you a new key. And we looked into that plan and that plan would have involved us getting towed for two hours to a town somewhere like three hours outside of L.A., to then have to stay in a hotel overnight to go to the dealership to get the car key in the morning. Long story short, oh my God. the only way, the only thing, <laughs> so I was like, well, what we need to do is get like another car so we can either drive to the hotel to look for the key or just go back to LA. Yeah. The only thing that was available in this tiny town of Bishop, it literally in the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere was U-Haul. But it turns out, I thought it was going to be like a U-Haul office, but it turns out that I think you can like have just a U-Haul van and, and just hire that out for U-Haul. So I essentially went to a, a, I think it was like a fish and tackle shop on the edge of Bishop and the most scary man who literally looked like he wanted to get out a shotgun and shoot me in the face the moment I started talking to him. He, get, I basically got a van from him. So I got a transit van. Okay. So I got a transit van from U-Haul. I then drove to Mammoth to look for the key. So I drove an hour to Mammoth and I drove an hour back to Bishop. I couldn't find the key. At that point, we just said, okay, we need to just drive this U-Haul van back to LA, pick up the spare key and just drive back to Bishop and then back to LA. So what? that's what we did. So basically I drove, <laughs> I drove a transit van four hours back to LA. We picked up the spare key. We drove four hours back to Bishop. Then Bordeaux drove the last four hours back to LA. And this took so long because it was four hours each way that we ended up getting back to LA at six. 6 a.m. on on Monday, Monday morning. morning. So we left Mammoth at 8:30 a.m. and we were officially allowed to stop traveling at 6 a.m. because <laughs> I'm not sure if this is going to make any sense, but so we drove back here to get the spare key, and then we started heading back to Bishop to with the, yeah. with the spare key. We were at maybe Universal kind of way, so we'd left my house and we'd been driving yeah. for about 20 minutes. And I said to Bordeaux, "You have got the spare key from your apartment," and he. <laughs> It's the one thing he'd forgotten to do because we were so delirious. The whole reason we came back to LA was to get his spare key, but he forgot to pick it up. So we had to drive back oh and then his spare key didn't have any God. battery. So we had to go to AutoZone. What? The spare key didn't have battery? No, so we had to go to AutoZone in Echo Park. And then so we basically ended up... But how did you know the spare key didn't have battery? Because the light wouldn't come on when he was pressing the button. Fucking so hell. essentially every single thing that went wrong could have gone wrong. And I've never felt so insane as I did on the drive back to Bishop and then the drive back to LA at like three, four, two, three, four, five, six in the morning. I, we were like having to do, put the windows down to try and stay awake. At one point um, I was driving and I had, Bordeaux was doing like a quiz with me because I had to keep answering questions because I needed my brain to keep working. I remember falling asleep mid sentence on his drive back to LA. It was like 5 a.m. And I remember I was actually talking and then I like, my head like snapped forward. Uh, and I was like, I was uh, like, oh my God, I was mid sentence and I fell asleep. It was, it was wild. 
but I've actually managed to maintain uh, that relationship considering I wasn't expecting us to ever speak again afterwards, but that everything's is, still great. I mean, the detail of the spirit key running at not having battery. <laughs> and him forgetting to pick it up. I mean... It was it was quite something. Fucking hell. I've seen some of the wildest parts of, of California as well, like just when we stopped to eat, because we had to keep stopping because we were both so tired. We had a, a Popeye's at... Uh, inside of like an empty shopping area in Palmdale, California. Oh, Palmdale's awful. Oh, Palmdale was quite... We saw some sights. Palmdale's scary. I almost set fire to a, a the the chain of Popeyes that we stopped at because we pulled into the drive-thru and he informed me that we, they didn't have any mashed potato or biscuits. And I was like, it's literally all I wanted was a mashed potato and a fucking biscuit. And he was like, by the way, we're out of mashed potato biscuit. And I was like, <sighs> and I honestly thought about driving the transit van through the Popeyes. How was the transit van to drive? <laughs> do, do you know what? It was, I, I wish I could tell you, did I drive it for eight hours? I think I did. I don't remember it. I did it all in like a fugue state. I'm just going to tell you now that my spare key <laughs> is in that big drawer in my kitchen. Okay. Just in case. <laughs> okay. Just in case. I feel like I've got to get that out now. <laughs> I... I told my mum this story and then she sent me this wild kind of WhatsApp out of the darkness afterwards. And she's like, I've been thinking about this. I've really been thinking about it. We've just got to start taking our spare keys out with us. What's the point in having them at home in a drawer? And Uh, I was like, no, because then you'll just lose your spare key, you lunatic. Yeah. Of course, and she would as well. Like she'd just be shedding keys all over the world. Also, I do want to support you. As I said the other day, I am furious with cars that let you drive without the without the, the key in it. My car... Yeah, you don't need to put the key in. You open the car and you just go in and you start the car. But the key has to remain in the car. Right. I think that's important. Yeah, no, completely. I mean, yeah. Fucking hell. It was awful. Fucking hell. (laughs) It was hell. It's even worse hearing all the details. Yeah. And I I, I omitted some because it was was getting too long-winded. But there was more things that happened that (laughs) were really really dark and tough. Trying to think of other times I've lost keys. I've told her the time I thought I lost the car key and it was just in my skinny jeans. Yes. Yeah, that happened once. And then one time when I first moved to LA, I got really drunk one night and I just lost a, lost my, the house key. Right. Yeah. I uh, yeah. Any other any other key chat? Any oh, other I lost I keys? lost my keys when I was at university. I lost my key for my um like halls of residence. I lost my keys so many times that the woman that like gave us new keys. I think at one point she like, I went to go and tell her that I'd lost my key and she just silently handed me my key. And I was like, oh, where were these? And she just said they were in a bush. Someone found them. Oh. I was like, oh. So I I lost so many keys at university that I have not lost any keys as an adult until this incident because I was so scarred by how many times I had to have my key replaced at university. Well, that's fine. So basically you've got another what? 15 years yeah, exactly. you this, is another, this is another burning incident to ruin my life here we go right big question is <laughs> what is the uk equivalent of mammoth i mean i'm i'm not in the ski the ski kind of cornicing set as you so i guess you probably got an answer <laughs> a better one than me i've got an answer ben nevis i don't know well yeah there's the skiing in scotland <laughs> like karen gorms and all that stuff yeah it's basically like aviemore and what's that? Aviemore <laughs> is a place near the ski area. Why are you saying it in the wrong accent? Aviemore. There we go. Avi, Aviemore. Aviemore. Avi, Aviemore. Aviemore. And uh, yeah, it's basically like a mountainy, villagey thing. Um, Aviemore famously used to have a theme park called Santa Claus Land, where it was Christmas 365 days a year. That sounds familiar. They also nearby had a great attraction called the Waltzing Waters. I can imagine there being a 365 Santa thing near Mammoth, actually. That would, nothing would surprise me after what I saw. Yeah, that would work. So there we go. The UK equivalent of Mammoth is (laughs) Aviemore. Oh, and shout out to people of the town of Bishop. You saw a lot of me. Okay, as ever, well, not as ever, but just run up to the end of this year, we are doing the Naveu. This is sad. Very sad. We've got some updates on Avatar 2, The Way of Water. I've got two updates for you. Okay. I saw something on Instagram, but I'm wondering if that's one of them. Go on. (laughs) Okay, one of my updates is... Now, in an interview, Sigourney Weaver revealed... (laughs) 
she held her breath. She learned how to hold her breath underwater for six and a half minutes. That is bullshit. Wait a minute. Kate Winslet, who apparently is also an avatar to The Way of Water. What? According to this, she did it for seven and a half minutes. No, 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 no. We... It doesn't matter. This whole article is a lie. Kate Winslet's not in Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Kate Winslet, Avatar... Oh, yeah. Avatar, The Way of Water. What? Yeah, she's in it. So this is her reuniting with James Cameron. It just says, where is Kate Kate Winslet in Avatar? Kate Winslet, Ronald leaves them. She leaves the tribe. What? Wow, James Cameron's bringing together all of his... Oh my God, look at this picture. (laughs) Is Sarah Connor going to be in it too? Look at this picture. Oh my God. Can you describe this picture? <laughs> this appears to be Kate Winslet in a motion capture suit in a, a, a foam pit. Yeah. Looking she, so happy. It looks like she's in, she's in a... Like a children's play area. Yeah, but with like tiny bubbles in it. And she, on her face, there's lots of the dots. And the she dots looks very everywhere. happy. Yeah. So oh, do we think he's going to bring in, so we're going to see Sarah Connor. Uh, who was that woman in the abyss? Teddy, the abyss. Did you ever watch that? No idea. God damn it. Not, a, yeah. The abyss didn't come out in Manhattan. What was your what was your goss you heard about? Um, I saw some Avatar too. I saw some light up, some light up Converse shoes Ooh. that were like blue light up, and I think that something on Instagram was trying to say they were like official or unofficial Navi merch for this next movie is like a, you know, because how their tails light up. I don't remember, <laughs> I can't remember again. Again, details. I've seen that movie once on when a very gonna, small screen. We when are we going to watch it? We, that, need to we re- actually are now running out of time. We've joked about this for so long, but it's, now time is a ticket. It's currently one month and fourteen days. Fucking hell! Who? Is it in the theater? Of course. What? What? The Wait. One, well, the first one, you mean? The original, isn't it? I think we might have missed the re-release of it. Oh shit! I said I was going to do a screening at my house, but time has just ticked. And I, I don't, I don't have my outdoor set up, but we could just well, we do a screening do the, anyway. Yeah, we can do it indoors. At yeah, yours. you've got a lovely sofa. I do have that sofa. Okay, I've got another bit of Avatar two gossip <laughs> okay. for you. Jimmy C, not to be confused with our lovely listener Jimmy M. Jimmy Monts. Jimmy Monts, who, by the way, you know our um, sister act two mashup song yes. with Honey. In mornings to get myself going this week, if I need a zhuzh, because I've been working from home and I really need like a creative zhuzh, I play it loud <laughs> and I dance around with a coffee. Great. It's really good. Thanks again, Jimmy Monts. Thank you, Jimmy. So Jimmy C, Jimmy Cameron described Marvel and DC characters and he said, they all act like they're in college. Oh, as opposed to his, the, the Navi who are going to be what? Graduated? I don't know. What is he talking about? I think he's just like Marvel and DC characters. They're like really juvenile making jokes and things. Oh my God. I know. He's This this press run for Jimmy C <laughs> has been a disaster from start to finish. So defensive and odd. And the press run hasn't even really started. No. And like they're really burying the lead. Like I, don't, I can't believe you're digging up tiny articles about people holding their breath and telling me that Kate Winslet said this fucking film, <laughs> which I didn't even know about. <laughs> And isn't Sigourney Weaver playing a child? Isn't that what we found out? Yeah. Because she's dead from the last movie. Oh, who knows? What is happening? Oh, we also need to watch Fern Gully. <laughs> we do. Keep on forgetting that. Okay. Oh, <sighs> what an episode. I mean, what an absolute grab bag of shit. I love it. Thank you for listening, everyone. <laughs> Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We'd love some more ratings and reviewings. Uh, get in touch reviewings. on Instagram. And reviewings. Yes, <laughs> ratings and reviewings. Get in touch on Instagram. Anything else? Oh, what's the email address? Uh... I literally was about to sell my, tell my personal email address. <laughs> <laughs> it's your welcome America podcast at gmail.com. And there. it's the letters you and R. You're welcome. Bye. You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.